Welcome to the Transformative Principal Podcast, where we learn how to be an amazing educational leader. I am your host, Jethro Jones. Are you ready to be a transformative principal? I'm looking for about 10 people who are ready to do what it takes to lead with integrity, find balance, and take your school to the next level. If you're looking to improve your leadership in a measurable way, go to transformativeprincipal.org slash mastermind to see if you qualify to join a group of like-minded people who are ready to be the best principals in the country. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. I'm excited to be here today, and I am excited to bring you the second half of my interview with Tom Braddock. We're going to talk about how he goes about teaching alternatives to violence at his elementary school, and we're really going to talk most of it about how he's engaging the community, which is parents, community members, businesses, and his students all at once. It's pretty amazing. You're going to love this. Got a few links in the show notes, so make sure you check out transformativeprincipal.org. There's some great stuff there. And then finally, we'll talk about how to resurrect resilience, which I think is a popular idea that many of us can get behind. Definitely enjoy talking with Tom, and I know you're going to love this interview as well. And thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to share this with somebody who needs to be inspired because it is definitely inspiring. Tom is one of the few guests who gives out his phone number on the on the call, so that's always awesome. So feel free to reach out to him or get in touch with me, and I'll connect you with him as well. Let's talk now about what you're doing at the elementary school that you've been trying to get down to for the last seven plus years. What is it that you're doing now to bring that alternatives to violence to the elementary school? And how do you teach that there as a principal? Sure. Well, it's interesting. So my first year, you don't want to rock the boat too much. And uh, my, my firm belief is one of the greatest missing links in, in education is personal development. And that's really what that it's really what that Alternatives to Violence and Peace Studies course was. It was a personal development course, and um, and that's why I think kids were so engaged and, and appreciated it so much. And not just social-emotional development. I, I really believe personal development is lacking in, in education, and so many adults are, are having to remediate their lives so late in life. I mean, look at look at Tony Robbins and you know Bob Proctor and all these other personal development gurus who people are paying thousands of dollars to try to have these guys help them solve their problems in life, right? And yeah. my, my thought is, is if we just got it right when, these, when we had these kids in school, we wouldn't have to be remediating adults, you know? Let's just get it right the first time, you know, when we have them from birth. Let's see what we can do. I mean, my district, I love my district so much that we're trying to reach out to families at birth. When we hear there's babies born, you know, we have a, a preschool family liaison and she's going and meeting with families and trying to help these families, you know, know what they, they need to do to, to try to really um, engage their children and, and help them build their skills. And we have a pre-K three and pre-K four program in our school district. It's just amazing. And so my thing is, is let's do it right the first time. And so phase one of what I've done so far in the elementary school is I've just tried to love up on my community. And I've tried to engage the community through two specific programs, uh, our strategic plan. And in my district, everything that we do is guided by our strategic plan. But one of the, the strands in our strategic plan calls for engaging the community. And another one of our strands 
is literacy-based and, and getting eyes on text as often as possible uh, with our kids. And so I saw a, a CNN article about a barbershop who took on an initiative to where if kids came into their barbershop and if they read out loud, they could get a discount on their haircut. And so in the city of Woodbury, where you know my school resides, we've probably got about a dozen barbershops and hair salons in this small little town. And um, I said, you know what, why can't we do that? And, and how engaging would that be for our children and, and the families in our community? So my family, preschool family liaison and I went around to all of the barbershops and the hair salons in our community. Uh, we took a stack of books with us to each location. Uh, they were donated by uh, various staff in, in the district. And um, we shared the article with them from CNN. And we told them we would like to do this in our district. We believe that you could help us make a tremendous difference for our families. And the kids are going to be sitting in your chair anyway. Would you be willing to give them a discount if they read to you? And so five of the locations on the spot said, absolutely, this is a great idea. We want to be a part of it. A number of the, the places, the owners weren't there, and they said, we'll have to get back to you, and no one ever got back to us. Um, and, and, and we could have followed up, but you know what? We, were, we just wanted to roll with the five that said yes. And I got to tell you, it's been amazing, the response. I, I have parents texting me saying, Mr. Breck, I hope it's, I hope it's okay <laughs> that I'm texting you, but I wanted to send this picture of, of Legend because uh, he was so excited to go get his haircut today and read to his barber. And, you know, that lights me up. That lights me up knowing that kids are excited to go and read. And the barber shops are supporting this, and, and they're excited that kids are coming in wanting to read, and the kids are getting a discount for doing something that they, they, they would do normally anyway. But eyes are on text, the community's engaged, and we've got a great partnership going with, with these places. It's pretty cool. Man, Tom, that's amazing. What's so cool about that is that that's something that everybody can get behind. Parents want to save money, yep. and the barbershops are happy to have kids distracted while they're cutting their hair. <laughs> Exactly. So they're not exactly. squirming all around. Correct. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't take I can't take credit for the original idea, but I definitely decided, you know what, this is a great idea and let's run with it. And it, we've gotten some great media attention out of it. The Philadelphia Inquirer covered the story. South Jersey School hopes to create a buzz about reading. Uh, that was the story that came out in December. And, um, you know, we had the South Jersey News do a video on it. And yeah, it's been great. It's, it's been really great. So that's one way in which we've engaged the community. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love de- it. I decided to engage my personal school community by sacrificing some of my time. So my firm belief is recognition. Uh, babies cry for it. Men die for it. And kids love it. Right. And so you see many schools doing student of the month and, you know, marking period honor roll principals list, even trimester, you know, honor roll principals list. But my thing is, is what can we do to honor kids gifts and recognize them on a more frequent basis? You know, and so my school, we, we have a character trait program called Pride. It stands for positive, respectful, integrity, dependable, and effort. And kids can earn Pride stickers every single day. So we're recognizing them on a daily basis, but we're also, we also do Pride leaders once a month. And this was all put into place before I got here. So the one thing that was lacking, I said, what can we do to recognize kids on a weekly basis and how can we tie that in to where I can actually get out to their homes and do home visits? Nice. Um, and so I have about, I have about 300 family or students in my school. 
I have about 15, well, I have 18 classrooms, three of which are special needs, self-contained classrooms. Uh, so on any given week, I could have 15 to 18 kids nominated. And if we did that every week, I could be in every single home before the end of the year. And so I challenged my staff. I said, listen, what I'd love to do is I'd love to create a program, a recognition program called Standout Student of the Week. And all I'm asking you to do is you, the criteria is completely up to you. How these kids stand out is completely up to you. And I just want to honor each kid's gifts. Some are going to be really strong academically. Some are just going to be really strong socially and emotionally. But however they stand out, you decide. I said, all I'm asking you to do is just please give me one kid per week and get me into their homes. And so what we did is I I, uh, created a certificate that says Standout Student of the Week. It provides a teacher with an opportunity to share how the child stood out. And they sign it and I sign it. And then I have these pencils that say my principal's proud of me. And every Friday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., I volunteer my time to go out to the homes in in our community. And uh, I visit kids at their home and visit with their families, and I give them their certificate in front of their family and the pencil. And uh, we take pictures. The parents take a picture, and I take a picture that I then go and and text over to my staff. Because for me, Jethro, I'm telling you, it's... It's probably outside of marrying my wife and having my three children. It's been one of the best, <laughs> one of the best decisions I've ever made because every Friday is like a high for me. And it's not because I'm the weekends here. Like I'm not living for the weekend. I'm living for Fridays because I can't wait to just inspire and excite these children. You, you would think I was a celebrity coming to their homes. They're waiting at the door. They're looking at the windows waiting for me to come. And when I walk in the door, they're just absolutely excited and jumping around. And uh, it's just it's been a great blessing. Yeah, I definitely know what that's like. At my school, we've taken some tips from Rob Carroll down in Kentucky, and we do home visits before school starts. Awesome. Where our whole staff goes out and visits the home of every kid before they get there and to help them know that that they matter. I got to share real quick my favorite story about that that just gives me goosebumps like your stories just did to me. But what happened was we have a Coast Guard base here. This kid in it with his family pulled their Airstream trailer across the country from Florida all the way up here and didn't have a house yet when they got here. And so school was about to start and this family was registered, but they couldn't give us an address because they didn't have a home yet. And so they were still living in their Airstream trailer on the campground. And so what we did is we found out where their trailer was. And then we went and visited that kid who didn't have a home at his mobile home and knocked on the door and he came out and was just excited to see us. And he knew that we knew who he was, that he was a member of our school and we were going to find him even if he didn't have a home yet. And, you know, for a middle school kid to be traveling across the country in a new place and not know anybody, but then have your school principal and other staff members come and show up at your house and say, we're happy you're here and we know who you are. I mean, that kind of effort going to people's homes, I think is really important. And it's something in education where we don't do that. And in fact, are encouraged not to, and right, right. to, you know, maintain that separation, but you know, they're people, we're people, and I'm going to visit homes for the rest of my career because it is so powerful because Amen. they know who we are and it builds a much powerful, much more powerful connection than we could do on our own. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and uh, you know what? You've inspired me to challenge my staff to do that in the beginning of next year. I think that's going to be a, a great thing uh, that we could all do as a staff. They've been wanting to go out to the homes and some have joined me 
on Fridays to go out to some of the homes. But I think that's an awesome way to start off the year. And what it's done for me, too, and what I think it does for the teachers is it really changes the lens by which you look at the children. I know for yes. me personally, it's, it's allowed me to look at our children through a more loving and understanding lens. And uh, that just shifts, that shifts everything. You know, and I, I really yeah. believe when I, when I did that uh, as a teacher and would go out and visit homes, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's an empowering experience and you connect with that kid on such a different level. And um, it's, it's really galvanized my entire community with me just going out. I can't wait to see what happens next year before school starts and all of our, our staff actually goes to visit the homes. That's going to be fun. Oh, it it is so much fun. And what is so cool is that there were some people who were naysayers in our district and said, you, one, you can't do that. It's not, <laughs> it, it's not possible. I said, yes, it is. And we're going to do it. Number yeah. two, you can't do that because whatever other reason. And then three, uh, you can't do that because people will be embarrassed of where they live. And I'm like, what? Nobody should feel embarrassed about where they live. What that will help us understand is give us more understanding of what these kids' life is like so that we right. can, like you said, love and understand them more. And that's exactly what happened with everybody who went and visited. That's awesome. There that's were awesome. no comments about, oh, I can't believe this kid lives in this awful situation. It right. was all about, oh, now I understand why these two are fighting all the time because they live in the same house, but they're not related. And we never knew that before. They're with each other all the time. How about we switch up their classes and make them not be with each other all during the school day? There we go. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, that's great stuff. It's funny. I don't want to be cliche, but you know, anytime that I've, and I haven't been given excuses at my new school at all. I mean, everybody's all in. The parents are all in. The kids are all in. Um, and I, I anticipate my staff would be all in for, you know, uh, uh, before school starts visiting all the homes, especially with what the work we've done so far this year. But, um, you know, I always try to, you know, turn people back to, well, give me the one reason why we can do it. You know, instead yeah. of focusing on the negative, let's focus on the positive. Because I told my staff in the beginning of the year, I told them to expect miracles this year. I really did. I said, because what you, what you focus on, you know, you attract. What you think about, you bring about. So you may be looking at your class list right now and saying, oh, no, I have so-and-so because they were a terror last year. I said, but do me a favor. This year, I said, expect miracles. We're going to move mountains together. I promise you that. And I'm going to do my part. And I'm just asking you to do your part. But I want you to focus on the positive because I know for a fact what you focus on, you know, you attract. And what you think about, you bring about. And and they've bought in. You know, my staff has definitely bought in. We have one one young man. I'll share this story real, real quick with you. One young man who has uh, he, he has autism. And uh, he struggles. He struggles with um, sometimes throwing tantrums and stuff like that. And this young man was so excited and wanted to become a standout student so bad, Jethro, that he went 30 days. No one would have ever guessed that he would have gone 30 days without a tantrum because it was like a daily thing. Um, wow. He went 30 days without a tantrum. Um, and we ended up – the teacher was great too. My teacher was amazing with just tough love. Like she could have given it to him the first week. You know, she could have given it to him the second week. But she held out. She wanted to see how far he could go. And and uh, at the 30th day, I guess it was, somewhere around there, um, she gave him the standout student. And I showed up to his home. And you you couldn't have seen a more excited kid. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's a great story. Um, one of my teachers had a 
little thing on our whiteboard that said, you know, those accident reports that are in, you know, factories and places like that that say this plant has gone 27 days without an accident. Well, she had one like that, but it said this classroom has gone 27 days without a can't. And then can't was in quotations because that was a word they just didn't use in that class. And so I love that. Isn't that great? (laughs) Yeah. You ever, you ever see the story of the gymnast Dominique Moshianu's estranged sister, her Dominique Moshianu's parents gave her up for adoption because she had no legs. And the family that adopted her oh, yes. um, yeah, ended up that. telling her she can't use the word can't. And she ended up becoming a, a champion gymnast. And then, coincidentally, her sister happened to be uh, Olympic champion Dominique Mociano. And I would share that story and that video with my junior high students uh, when I was an assistant principal. When kids were struggling with, I can't do this, I can't do that. And I would show them, here, here you know, they're able-bodied kids who have had tough lives, but, you know, when I would show them that child with no legs and what she was capable of doing, and she never accepted can't as a, as a reason why, you know, when she was trying to do something, it empowered kids. It definitely empowered kids. And that's, that's one of the things, one of my goals, actually, I have three goals. Number one is to, to lead with love as the principal of this school and, and as a leader in this community. My second goal is to really build uh, the children's belief in my school, belief in themselves, belief of what's possible, and same with my staff and same with the families in my school. And then the third goal is to really resurrect everyone's resilience. I think we, as adults and even children, we forget how resilient we are. We're, we're tremendously resilient beings. And, you know, there was a time where we all couldn't walk, right? And we saw all of the people around us walking. We would try to get up and we would fall down. And no matter how many times we fell down, we would keep getting up until we could walk. You know, we are amazingly resilient beings and we can overcome any obstacle that we're faced with. But I think we're also a country of amnesia and we oftentimes forget uh, what we're capable of. And so my role, I feel, is to just really remind people and try to help them resurrect that same level of resilience in their lives. So my, my whole goal is by the time I've had a child from pre-K to fifth grade, they are unstoppable and they know what they're capable of and they're confident, their self-esteem is sky high and they're ready to take on the world. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I believe that you can do that, Tom. <laughs> After yeah. talking to you, I feel like <laughs> you are the man for the job. That is no, amazing. We're, yeah, we're going to do it. We are going to do it. And and watch what happens with the test scores when that happens. You know, it's, oh, yeah. uh, we are going to be, I tell people, I said, listen, I'm not just in this to become a blue ribbon school. I'm in this to make Woodbury Public School District a world-class school district and Evergreen Avenue Elementary to become a world-class elementary school. This is, this is not a if, it's a definite, it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just yesterday saw a tweet by Amy Fast, who's a assistant principal down in Oregon and really great person. You should definitely follow her uh, awesome. at Fast Cranny on Twitter. And she said, don't teach your subject matter. Use your subject matter to teach students how to believe in themselves and unlock their potentials. And awesome. that's exactly what we need to be focusing on. And it's so easy 
right now to be focusing on everything else and all the Correct. stuff that's being stirred up with yep. politics and all that. But if we focus on that right there and what you're talking about, resurrecting resilience, yep. I mean, the stuff that's going to happen because of that, we're not going to need to worry about test scores because yep. we're going to teach kids how to be the kind of people we really want them all to become the kind of people we wish we could have become that we're not yet. 100%. So uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time today. My last question that I can't remember if I prepped you for or not. So (laughs) sorry, No no worries. but what can a principal do this week to become a transformative principal like you? Oh, that's a great question. I would, uh, I would say wake up in the morning and, uh, count your blessings. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in what we don't have. You know, maybe you don't have the staff that you desire. Uh, maybe you don't have the ideal commute to work. I don't know. There, there's so many things that we can look at where we're lacking. But the one thing that I do every morning and night is is just count my blessings and what I'm grateful for. And what that does is it enables me to go into work with a really renewed attitude every single day. And um, I feel like I'm equipped every day and refreshed and revived to just love up on my staff and love up on my students as much as I possibly can. And uh, and listen, there, there are distractions out there. There are people who are going to try to, to steal your joy and ruin your day. And I would just say bolster yourself. One, one thing that I do on my ride into work and on my ride home from work is I listen to... Um, to my favorite music and music that pumps me up and gets me excited. I try to bolster myself and protect myself from any kind of negativity. I used to listen to sports radio on the way in and on the way home, and I don't do that anymore. I I actually, every day I'm going into work, I listen to music like I'm getting ready. Like I used to prepare when I was an athlete. You know, I would listen to music that would psych me up and get me excited before I enter the game. And now I take every single day at my school like I'm entering, I'm walking onto the field and I got to give my best effort possible and I'm as pumped up as I, I possibly can be. And so it starts in the morning when I wake, just counting my blessings and going through my morning ritual and then on my way into work, getting as pumped up as I possibly can. No matter what I'm going to face that day, uh, no one's going to steal my joy and I'm going to continue to love up on my staff and students as much as I possibly can. Yeah, that's powerful. How can uh, people connect with you and learn more from you, Tom? Sure. They could, um, I'm sort of maxed out on Facebook, uh, but they can uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I am uh, evergreen underscore LM, uh, E-L-E-M. So it's like elementary, but with uh, the second half of the word off. So evergreen underscore LM, E-L-E-M. That's my school handle. Uh, You can also reach out to me at my school email. through my email, it's T Braddock, B R A D D O C K, at Woodbury, S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, H as in Harry.com. So Woodbury com. That's my email. And feel free to give me a call. I'm always uh, willing to jump on a, a phone and um, share ideas with folks and, and uh, whatever I can do to help everybody else duplicate what we're doing. Or even if you want to share ideas with me that you think would help me in my efforts here at my school, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, my number here at, Wood, at my elementary school is 856-853-0125, and my extension is 142. Cool. Very awesome. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, Tom. And I'm glad to meet a new friend that uh, I didn't know I had. Likewise, Jethro. Definitely uh, cut from the same thread. 
Wasn't that a great interview with Tom? Man, that was good stuff. I am definitely going to adopt that visiting kids who are standout students of the week. And uh, what an awesome opportunity. I got to figure out a way to make that happen because that is brilliant and definitely something worthwhile that we could all do more of. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me. And I've been doing this for over three years. And every time I finish one of these, I tell my wife, I think that was my best interview yet. And I just learned so much from it. And I know you do too. So if you wouldn't mind taking a minute and reviewing in iTunes and letting people know, and then share it with your friends uh, so that they can learn how to improve their schools as well. Thank you so much and have a great week. Transformative Principles is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts.